0: The use of cash has been a key sticking point in the testimony of Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis. Defense attorneys are trying to get Willis disqualified from Donald Trump's Georgia election subversion case over her romantic
1: relationship with a top prosecutor. So CNN has spoken to a California man who says he spent two hours at a wine tasting in Napa Valley with Willis and her then boyfriend Nathan Wade. CNN's Zach Cohen has new reporting on this shoe leather reporting in a manner of speaking, or shoe leather wine tasting? <laughs> reporting. I don't know how exactly you say it, but really good reporting, Zach. Tell us what you've learned here. Yeah, good morning, guys. Look, Stan Brody told me that he hosted Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade at Acumen Wines back in 2023 when um, they both visited um, this winery in Napa Valley, California. And he distinctly remembers the moment the bill came because it was about $400 and Fonnie Willis told him that she was going to pay cash, which struck him as odd given the amount. But take a listen to what he told me about his recollection of their visit to this winery and the moment where where Fonnie Willis put the bill.
2: I ran up the thing and I I showed her I was expecting a credit card, quite frankly, and um, she said, I'll pay cash. And so that was that. So then I just put the cash in, made change for her, and she was very generous to me.
1: So why does this matter? Right. Um, In in the hearing last week, we saw defense attorneys really push Willis on her use of cash because they're trying to establish that she and Nathan Wade had an improper relationship and that she benefited financially from that relationship in the form of um, him paying for these trips, including trips to Napa Valley, California. We now know at least one instance when she paid for Nathan Wade to visit this winery. Um, But take a listen to what Fawny Willis testified to last week when she was pushed on her use of cash and the questions around that.
0: And what did you pay for on that trip? I gave him much less cash that time, probably four or $500. And then I paid for uh, a bunch of stuff. I think we did two different wine tours that you do, which are pretty expensive. Um, I think I bought him. He likes wine. I don't really like wine, to be honest with you. I like Grey Goose. When I travel, I always take cash.
1: So part of the issue with using cash, too, is there's obviously no documentation receipt um, that shows how Fawnie Willis and Nathan Wade's sort of financial tra- transactions worked. But look, again, this is one specific example of an unusual source corroborating at least part of Fawnie Willis's testimony last week. I'm sure there will be much uh, many more questions about Fawnie Willis's use of cash or financial relationship with Nathan Wade. But again, one concrete source in California saying, look, she paid cash and it was about four hundred dollars worth.
0: And Zach, just a quick reminder. As you said, this is important because
1: of to stop because it really undercuts what defense attorneys are claiming about Fani Willis that she benefited financially from her relationship with Nathan Wade. This is one example where actually she was paying for him to enjoy this wine tasting. Thanks so much. She doesn't even like wine, according yeah. to Fani Willis. It turns out.
0: <laughs> uh, but more at stake than the date. So thanks yeah. so much, Zach. All right, joining me right now is Ellie Honig, a CNN senior legal analyst and former assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. All right, great to see you, Ellie. So the U.S. Supreme Court could weigh in potentially on two Trump campaign-related cases. Let's look at the 14th Amendment Colorado case in which the state Supreme Court ruled to take, um, to take action against keeping Trump's name off the ballot. So the justices heard the arguments. Now, what are they considering?
2: So Fred, the next thing we're gonna hear from the Supreme Court on this case will be their opinion. As Paula said, we don't know when that's gonna come. It's important to understand though, when we see this ruling, the US Supreme Court is not going to make some grand pronouncement on whether Donald Trump did or did not engage in insurrection. That was very clear in the oral argument. There was only one question about that in the entire time. Mm -hmm. Instead, what they're looking at really is a procedural question here, which boils down to this. Do the individual states have the right and the power Mm -hmm. to imply and enforce the 14th Amendment on their own and there seemed to be an awful lot of skepticism around that from justices on both sides of the ideological spectrum so i think it's clear i agree with paula i think it's clear that donald trump will win this argument colorado will lose the big question now is really will it be nine nothing or will we see more of an ideological split or something in the middle
0: right and that decision could have a profound effect on other states that have expressed considering 14th Amendment application. Um, They want to consider whether or not uh, 14th Amendment applies in their cases. And the clock is moving very fast given the primary election season, isn't it?
2: Yeah, so Colorado itself votes on March 5th, which is Super Tuesday. I would assume the Supreme Court understands that the voters in Colorado and elsewhere need to know before they cast their ballots whether the person they may be voting for is or is not disqualified. And Fred, it's also important to keep in mind the broader national context here. Colorado Mm -hmm. is one of several dozen challenges that have been made to Trump's eligibility under the 14th Amendment. No others have succeeded. The Maine secretary of state has ruled that Trump should be barred from the ballot in that state, but that hasn't even gone into the courts yet. But there are various other states, Illinois, Maine, uh, California, that have said, we're going to wait and see what the Supreme Mm -hmm. Court does. So in all likelihood, their ruling on Colorado probably will set the tone and set the precedent for the entire country right of those
0: dozens at least nine are looking about what happens here and may potentially follow suit so uh the other consequential u.s supreme court case involves trump's efforts to block a lower uh, court appellate decision saying that he does not have immunity so what are the options the supreme court may take here
2: Well, Fred, on one extreme, the court could just say, we're not taking the case and we're sending it back down to the trial court, in which case the trial court would be back in business. And they very likely, Judge Chuck in there, would set a trial date, I think, for as soon as she possibly could, and certainly before the 2024 election. That's the best outcome for Jack Smith. The best outcome for Donald Trump is the Supreme Court says, we are taking this case, we're keeping the pause on in the trial court, and we're going to schedule this on the normal schedule of briefing, which would take several months and quite possibly push it out till after the election. There's also a middle ground potentially where the Supreme Court says we are going to take this case, but we're going to expedite. We're going to speed up the briefing here, which would still allow some chance for the case to be tried before the election.
0: And, and if the Supreme Court were to block the appellate court ruling, does that undermine the process or even argument that no one is above the law?
2: I don't think it undermines the process if the Supreme Court takes this. First of all, I agree Donald Trump is very likely to lose his immunity argument, but it's an unknown issue. It's an issue of massive constitutional and governmental import. Two months ago, Jack Smith himself told the Supreme Court, only you can take this case, only you can fully decide this. That's when he thought that would be the speedier route to trial. And I think it's important to understand, any criminal defendant has a right to stand up for his rights, to bring motions. I think any criminal defense lawyer would tell you they would bring this motion. You have the right to appeal in certain circumstances, and you have the right to try to get the Supreme Court to take the case. So I think that is actually part of our process. I don't think that subverts our process at all.
0: Ellie Honig, we'll leave it there for now. Thanks so much.